Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is now time for the healing hour. It is 9 p.m., and we are believing God that he is going to bless us today with a mighty word. Uh, Today's topic is the power of forgiveness, and I have a special guest with me, and my special guest that you will hear from soon is none other than my pastor, Pastor John Clark Sr. from Verity Outreach Ministries. Now, I want you to tune in at TalkToYou.com and also call in at 724-444-7444. Call ID 142-869-POUND, hit one pound. And you can call in and share and ask questions. We would love to hear from you. Today, we are dealing with a special topic, like I said before, forgiveness, the power of forgiveness. And the reason why I chose this topic is because I believe that sometimes we deal with forgiving others. It is hard sometimes to forgive others who have hurt us, who have done us wrong. But God promised us something when when we forgive others. And also, we have to recognize what forgiveness really is and how God forgave us. So today I want to talk about forgiveness. I want to talk about the power of forgiveness. And I want to introduce to you none other than my pastor, Pastor John Clark Sr. Hello, Pastor. Hey, how you doing, sir? All right. Uh, Please introduce yourself. Tell everybody about you and about your ministry, and then I want you to share your testimony. Well, um, like uh, Minister Arthur said, uh, uh, my name is uh, John Clark. I am the pastor of Verity Outreach Ministries. Uh, we're like an infant. Uh, I call us an infant right now because we were just basically born. Um, in June, um, God um, gave us a call to come up higher, you know. I've been working in a ministry for over 37 years. Um, doing the evangelism um, out in the street, feeding people, witnessing, clothing, clothing people. That's my that's what my gift is, and I love to do it. And I was rolling up my sleeves one day um, to get ready to do another project, and God told me that the sleeves that I was rolling up was for me, not for someone else. So it was time for me to do what God had called me to do. And, um yeah, I've been like I said, I've been a minister for over uh, over twenty years. Um, I'm married. Um, I have a beautiful wife. Uh, we've been married for uh, uh, March. March will be twenty eight years of marriage. So oh, wow. I thank God. thank God. Yeah, I thank God. I'm married to one woman for twenty eight years. Um, I have three children. I'm in a, in a, in 
couple grandkids. So, man, I'm just excited to be here tonight. This is a very important topic, and if I get a chance later on, I personally, uh, in my life, when I was young, I went through some things, and uh, that forgiveness was the last thing on my mind, and it, it brought a lot of things with with it. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but forgiveness no, brings you. Forgiveness you brings can. a lot of. Go ahead. I don't mind you uh, getting ahead of yourself. If you can, if you if you want to share, you know, go ahead. The floor is open. Well, I just basically, I just thank God for this topic because it's a very important topic. Um, I'm kind of going to get heavy, though. I don't really want to get this heavy this early, but since you want me to go ahead. But I just basically want to know um, when I wanted to let you know when I was a young child, you know, a lot of us had the testimony we have our fathers, our parents, our fathers was around and most of, especially young black men, a lot of our fathers were absent in the home. And I remember um, befriending a neighbor uh, that was next door, and he would come over and talk to me, and we would go out and play tops and kick the can, and took me to the zoo a couple times. And I'm thinking that this this man wanted to uh, be friendly as a dad. He was going to be that absent part of, of what I was missing you know, which was my father, that companionship and that and that, that love and, and stuff that I didn't have from my dad. But I didn't know that the man had an ulterior motive. His, he, the man molested me when I was five years old. He, uh, he molested me, and um, I didn't understand what was going on um, at the time. But as I got older, there was a spirit that was deposited in me, and I became angry. I don't know if anyone ever been through a, tra- a traumatic time, but whenever you get molested, a couple of things happen to you. You either you either you get promiscuous, or you get suicidal, or lots of times you want to change your gender because of the violation that has happened to you. So that caused a lot of anger in me, caused a lot of hurt in me, and unforgiveness. So, Minister Arthur, you're talking about this. I was so glad when you asked me to be a part of this because I can testify personally that the unforgiveness is going to be there. And because you're hurt and, you know, you don't, you can't fathom forgiveness because you haven't even fathomed what happened to you. So you're trying to right. put your mind around, you know, what happened. So now I've got to, now as I got older, I thank God that the, my grandmother and my mother and everyone was praying for me. But I want you to understand that I had to forgive that man one day. I had one day, I just forgave him because, and when I forgave him, a lot of the things that I was suffering went away. A lot of the hurt, a lot of the promiscuous, the being promiscuous, a lot of the confusion, a lot of the anger, all that stuff went away when I decided to forgive them. And I watched this. That man was, that man's been dead. But one thing about unforgiveness, unforgiveness will still live even after the reason is gone. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, it's like that's the only that's one of the things that will keep your attention long after the reason is gone. So I know somebody out there tonight, you're still hurt, you're still messed up, and the reason is already gone, and and that spirit wants to hold you. But tonight, listen to us tonight. We're going to go into some things, and we want to. You, you're going to get free tonight, and I'm believing God that somebody gets free. One person gets free, then we will have, we will have done what God called us to do. But that's just me, y'all. 
I'm Pastor John. I, I love y'all, um, and I thank y'all for allowing me to be on the show tonight. I'm excited. Amen, amen, and thank you for sharing that testimony. You know, um, just uh, a few weeks ago, we had a uh, last week. We had a last time we did the show, we had a young lady on uh, by the name of Zutanya, and she shared her testimony, and she shared also about. Um, being raped and, and also, uh, you know, she used to be an exotic dancer and the Lord not only delivered her from that and delivered her from alcohol abuse and deli- delivered her, but she also was able to forgive the people that hurt her and, and then walk in and now she's a, she's uh, studying to be a minister. Mm. And, wow. and, you know, and look at that, you know, uh, this young lady was hurt and had every reason, every reason to be angry, every reason to stay where she was, but she didn't want to. She said it was something about it that, you know, she just didn't feel right. You know, she, she said that she was dancing to feed her children because she had lost her home and nobody to depend on. But, you know, she said she had a friend that kept witnessing to her and they kept talking to her about God. Even when she didn't want to hear it, she had a friend that kept talking to her about God. And right now, we're here to be that friend. You know, sometimes you're not going to want to hear it. Sometimes you're going to, you know, brush it off. But we're still going to be in your ear because that's what God does with us. His Holy Spirit continues to talk to us. Now, we have the option to turn our ear away. Right. And I want to share scripture about people who turn your ear away, but that's later. But we want to be uh, you know, we want to be that voice that says, Hey, I know you're hurting, I know you're suffering, but this is what God can do. So today I, I really wanna um start out with forgiveness. Like what what does forgiveness mean? Like where did it come from? You know, in in this one scripture that I really want to start with is Ephesians four thirty two. And Ephesians four thirty two says, And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. Wow. Now, the scripture says, God forgave us for Christ's sake. Mm. Christ loved us so much that in pardon of our sins, he said, look, Dad, I love him. We got to do something about this. And God said, Mm. I did it for Christ's sake. You know, um, a lot of times we don't understand what forgiveness looks like. And I, I really want to uh, show us, you know, show you what forgiveness looks like. Turn to John 3.16. Mm, that's good. John 3.16. And he said, well, what does John 3.16 have to do about forgiveness? Because 
for God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, what does that have to do with forgiveness? You know, we, God said, I love you. So I'm going to figure out how to redeem you for what you did to me. Mm. You know, God didn't say, you know, I love you, so here's how you fix it. I love you so much that I'm going to fix it for you. And not only am I going to fix it for you, I'm going to sacrifice what I love the most so that you can have everlasting life. I said, man, you know, God, you, you want to, you, I messed up. I messed up. So not only are you going to forgive me, but you're going to fix what I messed up? Hmm. You know, he said all we had to do was confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. All we have to do is open our mouth. He had to send his son and die. That that speaks values. That's real love. Real love does not wait for the other person to open their mouth. He fixed the problem and then showed us how to be redeemed. He did it. We messed up. We're sinners. We felt that we fell out of covenant agreement with God. And later on, I want to talk about that covenant agreement. We fell out of covenant agreement with God. And he had to fix it. If you look at 1 John 4 and 20. And this this is this is a powerful scripture. 1 John 4 and 20 says, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he had not seen? Wow. If I love you, I'm going to forgive you. Because we just saw what true love is. It's forgiveness. So how can I say I hate you? I'm never going to forgive you. You did me too wrong. I'm not going to forgive you for what you did to me. How can I say that and then say I love God? It can't work. Because unfortunately, here's what happens. If 
If I love God, I want to show you the same love that he showed me even when you hurt me. I'm going to show him the same, I'm going to show you the same love that God showed me. Because he said, if I don't, I'm a liar. You know, um, if you turn to Second Peter 1, verse 9, but he that lacketh these things is blind and could not see afar and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. When I don't forgive you, I'm blind to the fact that I had to be forgiven as well. Wow. When I don't forgive my brother or sister for hurting me, I forgot that Christ had to die for my sins. And I know, I know that's a lot to deal with. I know that's a lot to deal with. And I know it's easier said than done. But tell me if it's easy to give up your son. Do you really think Abraham wanted to sacrifice his own child? Do you think God wanted to give up his son. It wasn't easy. It's not easy to forgive others who hurt us. But God says, if you love me, you'll forgive like I did you. Don't be blind to what I did for you. Don't forget what I did for you. Because I want you to share this. This is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift that God showed us. He showed us the ultimate forgiveness plan. And we have to reciprocate that same plan. Is there anything you want to add, Pastor Clark? Man, you are really just hitting a lot of great stuff. And I'm just sitting over here in uh, goosebumps right now. Uh, a lot of people get excited about things and things that you could touch and taste and all that. But I get excited when I hear the word of God. That's just that's just it gets me excited and you're you're talking about something very profound. People listen, let me tell y'all this. Ministries have been destroyed because of unforgiveness. Homes have been broken up because of unforgiveness. Relationships have been severed because of this thing called unforgiveness. And if we be honest, we're in the church. We're there. We're on the pews. We shout loud. We praise God. But somebody in there is walking around with a stain called unforgiveness in their heart. And God put it in the word. God put the antidote. He put the medicine in the word of God to deal with that. 
the usually almost I was just looking at something almost all of the half of the Bible, over half of the Bible deals with this topic. Or forgiveness. And Minister Arthur, you were talking about how Christ forgave us. And I was looking at Romans five eight. Look at Romans five eight says. It says, But God commended his love towards us, watch this, in that while we were yet sinners, uh-huh. Christ died for us. Hey, y'all, wow. even while we were enemies with God, he loved us anyway. Wow. <laughs> even wow. though we didn't love God yet, he loved us first. So he made the first move. My question is, what's yours? What's going to be your move? He forgave us first. He loved us before we could even think about the sinner's prayer. He loved us and forgave us even before we could think about John 3, 16. Christ did the first move. He did the first forgiveness. He forgave first. Some of us are waiting for mama to say, say sorry first. Some of us are waiting for papa to say sorry first. Watch this. Some of us are waiting for pastor to say he's sorry first. But y'all, wow. Christ didn't wait for that. He made the first move. Y'all, we got to get this thing right tonight. And we just, we know we're just a drop in the bucket. We're just a, a little voice in the wind. But we're going to do our part over here. And we do our part, and somebody else do their part, we're going to get free before Jesus comes. Because he's going to come. And we've got to go back with him. We can't get it right when he practices God. We got to get it right before that sky cracks. So I thank God that he's tearing us so that we can have time to get it right. That is the author right. of the I want to share one scripture with you, and this is, this is a real powerful scripture. 2 Corinthians 2, 10 and mm. 11. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it. For your sakes, forgive I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. His devices is unforgiveness. Wow. And God said, I'll forgive you for anything. I'll forgive you for anything. Wow. Because Christ died. Don't get tricked by the enemy. Because his device is unforgiveness. He said, don't be ignorant of his devices. Because I forgave you. There are people right now who are suffering with forgiving themselves. Wow. There are people right now who have done wrong and they can't forgive themselves. And God reminded them, look, don't be fooled. I forgave you. I Mm. forgave you for that thing you did. Pastor John, Mm. you had, not only did you have to forgive the man that molested you, if the man received Christ, If he were to receive Christ, he had to understand that God forgave him too. Wow. Because guess what? God is not going to only give his forgiveness to you. He's going to give his forgiveness to somebody else who sinned. Jesus is on the cross 
and he was in between two centers. And he forgave the man, even though he was dying. Mm. He said, don't forget me. And he said, this day your sins are forgiven. Wow. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me when Jesus was suffering, he found time to forgive somebody? Even when we're suffering, we have to be open to forgiving others. Even when it hurts the most. Wow. And guess what? Somebody is in a corner somewhere struggling with forgiving themselves. And they have allowed the devil to use his devices. Some of us have been places and did things that are wrong. And we're trying to figure out how would God forgive someone like me? Or why would he forgive someone like me? It's easy. Because he loves you. And his love isn't given to a certain group of people. He said, for God so loved the world. Some people will lie to you. Some people will tell you, well, his forgiveness is only for a certain group of people. No. No. He died so you can have life and life more abundantly. He died for the world. He didn't die for, you know, just a few people, only the people who did a little bit wrong. Sin is sin. Um, I believe that uh, Brother Rob, Brother Rob, you had a question? Uh, yes, I did, uh, Mr. Uh, Burgess, and um, I'd like to thank you and your guests. Um, and one thing I would like to, you know, ask your, your uh, pastor, and, you know, I know he has a wealth of uh, experience, but I just want to know if, if he had that one moment where he did a sermon and he knew that he had everybody captivated and he know he knew that at the moment and once he spoke his last words that everybody, the whole congregation, um, had everything in the whole context which he preached. So what you're saying is did did you believe that the people really understood him after he got finished? No, no, no. What I'm basically saying is there was there was was a moment when he, you know, he uh, gave a sermon and, you know, right before the end or right at the very end that he knew that the whole congregation, you know, had that moment where he could, you know, literally uh, in younger terms, do a mic drop. <laughs> uh, well, I tried to. He, he do uh, a lot of mic I'll, drops. <laughs> Yeah, I, amen. Well, I, I try to drop the mic because they cost a lot, but <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Um, I believe I understand. I hope I an, I'm answering it. Um, when I bring the word and I preach the word of God, I try to be very practical, and I try to uh, bring it bring it down in a way where I'm not above the people. I'm a very like practical person where I kind of. Um, when I minister God's word, I kind of use my use me a lot as an example, or I use things or people um, as an example, and and kind of give a story as to what I'm saying, so that people can understand. And I and I ask God to Lord, let me be very clear when I bring the the message. So yeah, there are times when I do after I'm finished, I know that the people of God got it. But watch this, brother. Bob. 
but there are times when I bring the message and I'm not sure if they got it all the way. Um, if that answers your question. Yes, it yes it yes it does yes it does and um I appreciate your answer and I, and I appreciate your, your your honesty and um I was just you know wondering like uh you know as being being a pastor you know um I know everybody you know are you know they're not able to preach their perfect sermon but I just wanted to know around you know how that feeling feels. Or you know uh, how it feels that when you are able to uh, you know reach you know the total message that you're you know putting out there to the congregation and you know how it feels to you once that you know that they actually got it wholeheartedly and you know everybody's blessed before they walk out that door. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I just rely on the Holy Spirit, but yes, um, I just I thank y'all for the question. Amen. But Minister. Yes, please, please let me take you back to that scripture you just read. Yes, sir. Yes, that's, sir. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And those that's listening, y'all write this down. I know Pastor's writing it down because she told us she's going to get her notebook. But she had that notebook ready. 2 <laughs> Corinthians 2, 10 and 11. Do you understand? It's about me and Everything I wrote down, you wrote down. So... <laughs> So, but watch this. It says, to whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgive it for your sake, forgive I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan, watch this, should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. People, this is basically saying Satan will take advantage of us when we're not walking in forgiveness. Wow, wow. And I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'm in my living room, but I feel like going outside with no shoes on and running around and screaming. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something. Anything that's in the Word, anything that we need, if you're hurting, the Word of God has a remedy for your hurt. My God. If you're depressed, right. the Word of God has an antidote we go around taking herbs and, and herbs and all kinds of that's fine. All that's fine. Matter of fact, I went to the acne today, I had to get some, some diabetes medicine and all that's good. But don't you know every hurt that we are experiencing, we can get relief if we just trust God's word. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So Minister Arthur, that was a powerful scripture, man, that you just said, and I just I just want to thank God for this, man. I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm just going by your lead, man. I, I got other stuff, but I'm going by your lead. I'm listening at you. This is your show, so take over. Go uh-huh. take your show back. <laughs> take your show back, now, because um, I'll go crazy right now. <laughs> go ahead, Pastor. You know, um, we really wanted to, uh, you know, get back on forgiveness, you know, and, and what it entails. You know, um, Growing up, I dealt with the issue, and I believe I shared my testimony uh, in church growing up. My my mother wasn't always there for me. And not only wasn't she there for me, but as I got older, she um, she had uh, she began to have foster children. And at a moment, 
you know, I felt like I was replaced. Like, you know, you you took care of, you know, these children and you didn't take care of me the way I felt like I should have been taken care of. And a lot of people are dealing with parents who weren't in their lives the way they felt like they should have been in their lives. But don't you know I had to look, God showed me something. God said, I gave you a father who loved you and took care of you, gave you the best opportunities, sent you into private schools, you know, sent you to college. I provided a way for you to be blessed even when you felt like you had a thorn in your side. Paul did his entire ministry with a thorn in his side, with an affliction, missing something. And God said, my grace is sufficient. Even when you feel a lack, even when there's somebody who hasn't been there for you and you felt like they wasn't there for you, God begins to still bless you in your life. And don't you know, God showed me that in order to continue to stay in that blessing or to continue to walk in the blessing that my father provided for me, I had to forgive my mother. And not only did I have to forgive her, see, here's here's the thing. Forgiveness brings about reconciliation. Mm. See, a lot of people think that forgiveness is just saying sorry. No. Christ died for our sins, and when he died for our sins, he became the mediator for us to create a relationship between us and God. So not only did God forgive us, but he said, now I'm going to make a way for you to get back to where you was. And right now, somebody says, okay, I accept your apology, but I don't know how to form a relationship with you. I don't know how to get back to you. There are people right now who are dealing with parents who are knocking on their door again. Do you hear what I'm saying, Uh, uh, Pastor? There are people right now who have parents who are knocking on their door again. After years of not being there, after years of not uh, of not calling on a birthday, after years wow. of disappointing them, and they're knocking on the door, and they're saying, "Please forgive me," and you're wow. saying, "I forgive you, but I don't know how to form a relationship with you." Hey, Doc, real quick, Doc, <laughs> hold that thought because you're, you're, uh-huh. you're what you're doing. You're staring something up right now, and. <laughs> You're talking about relationship, creating a relationship. You know they got a lot of gurus out in the world where they got relationship experts, they so-called, and these relationship experts will help you to get your relationship. But you know what? You can save your money and just forget. Because Mm -hmm. forgiveness repairs relationships. You know what I'm talking about? Forgiveness restores that which was broken. And you said a long time ago, you and your mother were been speaking because of, because, of, because of you had some issues. And instead of dealing with those issues, you just decided to just um, go into this talk. 
called unforgiveness, and you wasn't trying to reconcile it. But the minute you started reconciling it, that's when the knocks on the door started coming back. And right. somebody has lost their joy because of unforgiveness. Somebody has lost their peace. And until you deal with it and, 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 and understand the importance of forgiveness, there, going to be, there will be no knocks on your door. You will still live in depression. You're going to live in insecurity. And you're going to live in denial, my God. But wow. God is saying tonight, hear this word. God is saying tonight, I don't care who started it. Didn't, didn't I just read what Jesus said? Is that why they were yet sinners? I died. So Christ made the first move. So tonight, it's time for you to make the first move. Not because that person, so that person can feel good. Not because uh-huh. that other person can get the victory so that you can have the victory, so that you can feel good, so that you can sleep at night. Go ahead, Minister Arthur. All right. Um, I really want to uh, talk about this one scripture, and in, in, in something goes along with reconciliation and forgiveness, and it's humbleness, and it takes a sense of, uh, it takes a humble spirit to even when you're right, say I'm wrong, because even if you're right, about not forgiving, even if you're right for being hurt, you're wrong for welcoming unforgiveness. Watch this, Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I know wow. we use the scriptures for a lot of other things, but think about this. Do you, the reason why that land or that relationship has not been restored because we haven't been God's face? Mm. Thank you. We haven't, we haven't opened ourselves, God. God, I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. Mm. God, this is hard. Help me. I said, I'll open up heaven. If you, if you get in my face, I'll open up heaven so I can solve your problem. Mm-hmm. I'll push everything out the way. I'll stop everything I'm doing because you got in my face. He said, I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to heal your heart. I'm going to heal that thing that was broken. You know, the church suffers from a broken heart. The last time, uh, you know, uh, Pastor, you allowed me to preach. The last time you allowed me to preach, I spoke on the topic, and I said uh, that the message that I preached was the body is sick. Wow. And the reason why I preached this topic because I realized the body of Christ is broken. We don't we don't know who we are anymore. We can't recognize that my brother and my sister, we need each other. We're so busy fighting each other. We're so busy trying to fight about doctrinal doctrinal differences and you don't do this and you don't worship on this and you don't you don't have your hair covered. But the Bible says 
I came for you. I died for your sins. I didn't die for the girl that got her hair covered and her dress is right to the top of her ankles. I died for the girl with the short dress on too. Mm, wow. I died. I died. I died for everybody. So guess what? The body of Christ is sick because we don't even, we're not even bound together. You know, the Bible says confess our sins one to another. If you want to get healed from a situation, start confessing those things. Start speaking those things. You know, we're so afraid. We're more afraid of opening up and testifying in the body of Christ than we are afraid to tell people on Facebook our problems. We'll tell people on Facebook mm-hmm. our problems before we tell the church our problems. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be our go-to center. The Bible wow. says, it, 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 the Bible tells us to not neglect the gathering of the saints. Mm-hmm. Do you know why we, we need to not uh, neglect the gathering of the saints? Because the Bible says, it, it tells us speak to one another, tell, you know, confess our sins to one another. I'm having a problem in my marriage. Mm. The person, the people that I'm supposed to go to are in the body of Christ because guess what? The body, when it gets cut, it heals itself. Mm. When you cut yourself, the body heals itself. And the problem right now with the body of Christ is we don't heal each other. We don't pray for it. We don't pray for each other. Remember, remember when you walked in church, mama used to grab you. One one mother would grab your head, the other would grab your stomach, and they would begin praying for you, and they would begin to pour wisdom into you. Now we just sit in the back, and we want to shout. Church is cardio. You don't need a gym membership. Go to church. <laughs> Nobody's getting healed anymore in church. You know why? Because we want to talk about blessings. Let me tell you what a blessing is, being free from sin. Mm-hmm. The blessing is you're going to get a new car this week. Let me prophesy something else to me. Prophesy, prophesy that the, the thing that I was fighting with and the thing that I was fighting in my marriage about, you don't have to fight about that thing anymore because God is going to heal it. Mm-hmm. Prophesy that. Don't tell me about the new house, the new car. No, because guess what? I can have a new car and a new house and still have a broken home. Wow. In the body of Christ, we lack the intimacy that we used to have. We lack the love that we used to have for another. You know why people are suffering and turning away from God more than ever? It's because the body doesn't know itself. Mm. And we're turning, we're rejecting ourselves. The arm is rejecting the eyes. Well, you need the eyes to lead the hands, and we're rejecting mm. it. Mm. There are people walking in the body of Christ, and they're scared to give, to talk about what's wrong with them. They're scared. The reason why this homosexuality thing is so big is because they're scared to talk about it. Mm. And guess what? Somebody needs to come and say, look, I love you, but this is what God says. The reason why uh, unforgiveness is so big in the body of Christ and, and nobody is, is, is dealing with it is because they're scared to admit that I deal with it too. But guess what? If you shared your testimony, if you told somebody else 
and I had the same affliction as you, guess what? We begin to heal each other. Because not only do we talk about the issue, God begins to give solutions to the issue because we're in his face. Mm. Right now, like I said, there are people who are suffering from unforgiveness because the brothers and sisters are banding around them and telling them that I love you and I suffer too. Right now, we're, uh, Pastor Clark, we're about to enter in into what is called the call of salvation. This is the most important part of the show. One of the most important parts of the show, we get to tell somebody that they can come to Christ. And uh, Pastor Clark, if you don't mind, would you like to lead us in the call for salvation? Well, I don't don't mind at all. Um, Somebody right now listening to us, uh, you're in a situation where you're bleeding right now. I'm going to start to talk about the cuts and stuff that the Bible hurt, but you're bleeding. you're in a situation where um, it's just not good for you right now tonight, and, and you're walking in unforgiveness, and you, you, you want, you hear what we're saying, and you want to be obedient unto God, but uh, the enemy is telling you it's better for you to please your flesh um, than it is to please God. And what unforgiveness is basically, it's a fleshly thing. Uh, unforgiveness does not want to humble itself. See, in order for you to um, forgive, it takes humility. And the body does not like to be out of control. The body loves to be in control. But I'm telling you this. I just read to you earlier. In Romans 5 and 8, it says, God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you are hurting tonight, Christ died for it. If you are confused tonight, Christ died for it. If you are weary right now and you're tired and you just want to give up, hey, Christ died for that too. So tonight, won't you meet the one that made the first move? He made the first move. He died before you got yourself together. I hear some of you saying, well, I can't come to Christ now because I got to get myself together. But guess what? He knew he wasn't going to get yourself together. That's why he made the first move. So now you don't have to do it on your own. Christ died. And because of him dying, you have a right to the tree of life. You have a relationship with him, and he'll bring you before the Father. In your judgment, it says, Lord, I died for this young lady. I died for this young man. People, Jesus is soon to come. It's going to be too late to ask him to forgive you when the sky is cracked. Right now, if you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. Tonight, if you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. So I'm going to pray this prayer. Is all right to pray the prayer? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Those of you, and you might be in a backsliding stage, some of you right now, you used to be a part, some of you got left the church because of unforgiveness. Some of you, some of you some backsliding preachers. God told me there's a backsliding preacher listening tonight. My God. And you put down yeah. the oracles of God 
because of the blood that cut that was cutting you and you've been hurt. People call it church hurt. But I don't call it church hurt. I call it hurt because all hurt is hurt. <laughs> oh, God. So tonight, listen to this. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Minister Arthur told you, but God so loved the world. John 3, 16, he gave his son. So all I'm going to do is if you're ready to receive the son, you don't have to give no money. You don't have to do nothing. All you have to do is just believe tonight. Believe what Romans 10, 9, 10 says. Seven, thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. All you got to do is confess it tonight and believe it in your heart. So pray this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Come into my heart and save me. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from my sins. Lord, change my heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Forgive me of everything I have done and allow me to be a part of your kingdom tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you Amen. Pray Amen. Tonight, you made it. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, real quick, um, I believe the Spirit of God is telling me that there's somebody right now on the phone who somebody is trying to come back into their lives. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God that there is a single mother who's dealing with a child's father ready to come back in his life, and they're scared. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're dealing with unforgiveness right now. And I'm going to pray right now in the name of Jesus that God not only gives you wisdom, he gives you foresight. Thank you. And that the relationship not only rekindles with the child and restores with the child, but it elevates to a level that it has never been. You're worried about letting that man back into that child's life. But I believe that God will give you not only the wisdom to do so, but he will give you the heart to accept that new man. There's somebody right now whose father has walked out of their life, whose father had a drinking problem. And he keeps coming in and out. And you're trying to forgive him, and you're trying to accept him, but it's hard because you know what his drinking does. But the scripture told us to get in God's face and he will open up heaven, and I believe that if you get in God's face about his drinking problem, God is going to deliver him and he's going to be a blessing to your life. I believe there's a, there's a minister, there's one of God's people who is suffering from unforgiveness, and that, that, that man with the drinking problem is, is somebody who's in the ministry, and sometimes their problem affects their ministry because you, people see the state that they're in, and then they automatically place you with them, and it sometimes embarrasses you. But don't forget that once you were a sinner, God tells us, don't forget that once he had to forgive you. And I know it's rough, but I believe that God is going to not only heal you from a broken heart, but heal them from the broken heart. That's why they drink. 
right now, I, I, if I could pray again, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the hearts that are here tonight. Brother Rob told me there are uh, 24 people listening right now. Wow. And God, out of the 24 people that are listening right now, I pray that you put your hands on their lives and you put your Holy Spirit in their hearts and you begin to mend broken relationships. Right now, God, I ask for peace in a world of wrath and strife. God, I ask that you send your covering and when you send your covering, ease their hearts. Begin to speak to them when they're angry. Begin to minister to them when they're frustrated. And instore and restore patience to their lives. There's a woman of God right now who's on the line who's dealing with patience and trying to, and has a hard time struggling. And you're struggling with patience. You're easily frustrated. And you and you fight a battle with yourself. And you're tired of fighting because you don't even understand why you're fighting. But see, confusion is exactly what it is. It's confusion. It doesn't have an answer. If you fight with something and you don't even know why, understand that that is a tactic designed to destroy you because everything has a source. So if your frustration doesn't have a source, it's confusion. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to that woman of God who's dealing with frustration and anxiety and anger. I pray for broken homes right now. God, men broken homes. The one thing that we as Christians need to stop is what happens in this house stays in this house. Amen. We have destroyed more people. We have destroyed more believers by this notion of what happens in this house stays in this house. And people are dying in sin because of this thought. We are killing ourselves. We are making we are committing spiritual suicide with this notion of what happens in this house stays in this house. And I release that bondage of that thinking. We speak against the bondage of that mentality. Because freedom and liberty comes with opening your mouth. And if I shut your mouth I can't get you to be healed. I can't get deliverance because the Bible says confess. And if you keep your mouth closed, God can't heal you. Confess those things that hurt you. Confess those things that that, that broke your heart. And watch the Redeemer redeem you. I praise God right now. I, I believe God is doing something mighty right now. I I believe. Uh, we have a caller right now. Caller, are you there? Yes, Minister Art, we, we do have a caller. But, uh, before we do that, I just want to make the announcements real quick. Um, for mm-hmm. anybody um, 
that is listening, uh, we bless God and we thank you for uh, rejoicing and uh, upholding uh, our Father in his you know, most holiest uh, point in his name and being ministered to the word uh, provided by you, Minister Arthur Burgess III. And this is the show called The Healing Hour right here on www.talkshoe.com. Uh, phone number is 724-444-7444. And we uh, thank God and we uh, bless everybody that's able to join and enjoy the conversation that we have here tonight. And you can reach us at uh, Purpose Kingdom dot, uh, PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. You can also uh, reach us on Facebook at Purpose Kingdom. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Minister R, I'm just going to turn the show back in your hands, and we're going to bring that caller right on with you right now. Praise the Lord. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Praise the Lord, Minister Arthur. Praise the Lord. All all I can say, this is Adrian Misunderstandings Allen, the host Mm -hmm. of Steve Lock. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) What's going on? The, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Phenomenal show. Phenomenal. One thing that we have to understand about forgiveness, and I mean, it's awesome to just, oh, like, like your pastor was saying, like I got goosebumps wherever he is. We, I will get out my car. I will run down my street. He can get out. He can run down his car. I'm trying to tell you, because this thing is like, when, oh, my goodness, oh, to be kept. Mm. You guys, this was beautiful. This was awesome. I mean, I, I had pressed, I had, I'm not going to lie, I pressed star eight earlier. But then I was like, I got caught in it, and I was listening anyway, so it didn't really matter. I said, well, all I want to do is just say yay, because hey, yay, because yay. <laughs> okay? This is, no, I'm serious, and I love the fact that you're on a Thursday. I love that because it's like you you complete me. You know what they say? You complete me. I like that. <laughs> like, silly stuff. But I, I just... Oh, I love the passion. I love the truth. And I love the word and I love the understanding. And I am mm-hmm. misunderstood. And one thing I can tell you is when you talk about forgiveness, forgiveness is for, forgiveness is so big to the point where when it hurts right. inside of you. Amen. I mean, I have been told that the pain that I have been in, I have been in excruciating pain and not understanding, the doctor's not understanding. And I mean, with my MS, it's kind of like, you know, they kind of say, all right, that's probably what it is. And I'm looking Uh at these people like, but if this is what it is, then no. You know, somebody told me. It was about something that I was holding on to that was Uh giving that pain to me the way that it was. 
can I, can I cut my you life off real, day. Can I cut you off real quick? And I want to share sure. something with you. Um, yes. You know, when Jesus began to heal people, what did he say to them? He said, your sins are forgiven. Why didn't he say, you're healed? He said, right. your sins are forgiven. He, he touched them and said, your sins. Every time he healed somebody, he said, your sins are forgiven. People don't understand. Unfortunately, living in sin and being of sin, it causes death. So when we are subject to sin, death comes into our lives. And God just doesn't heal us. He forgives us. So the pain you feel, even in its sense, is subject to God because he gave us a way to overcome sin. Even when you're in pain, it has to be subject because it's a part of sin. So when we say, Lord, I confess with my mouth and believe in our hearts, he opens up a door for healing because everything that's sin has to be subject to him. Right now, right now, I think it's 10 o'clock, and, and right now, I need every single one of you, uh, Pastor Clark, uh, real quick, we are from Verity Outreach Ministries. You can catch us on the Verity app. You can look into your Bible store and look up Verity Outreach Ministries, and we are uh, all of the messages from our church, and you can check us out every Saturday, every Saturday at 12 p.m. at 13th in Thompson, at the corner of 13th in Thompson. We are located there, and you can come in and join our services on Saturday at 12 p.m. And I believe this man of God has encouraged me so much, and he has blessed me so much, and I believe he will bless you as well. Listen to truth. Right now we are in a day and age where truth is far in between. Everybody has a message, but no, not too many preachers are preaching God, and we need that right now. So right now, if you are looking for uh, a faith-believing church, if you are looking just for a ministry to listen to, you can always hear us on Facebook Live under Verity Outreach Ministries, Pastor John Clark. He always has his messages on Facebook Live. We're not charging anybody for our messages. We're giving them to you because God's word is free. And also check out our app again at Verity Outreach Ministries on your app store. Um, once again, we thank God for you for calling in, and we believe that God is going to bless us. Uh, Brother Rob, is that it? Uh, we do have one more caller if you want to bring him in before we bring this Oh, show. yeah, please, please, bring him in, bring him in. Hey, Arthur, real quick, let's co- correct the address. It's 1300 North 7th Street. So it's 7th oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right, 7th Street. That's all right, I'm here. Thank you. All right, next caller. Hello. Hello. This is Michelle Hines. How you doing, Michelle? How you doing? All right. What is it? How can we help you? What's going on? Hello, excuse me? Yes, yes, yes. Talk to you. What's going on? Um, I was speaking with your wife earlier, I, I believe. Miss Janice? No, no, damn. That's not the whole way. But uh, go ahead, what were you saying? Oh, okay. 
Well, I'm just basically calling in for, you know, prayer for my family, immediate uh-huh. family, my children, myself. Okay. All right. Um, um, anything specific? Um, yes, it's a, it's a long list. <laughs> um, I want to pray for my 17-year-old brother. Um, Yesterday, you know, for a while, he's been going through a depression stage because in 2010, my 14-year-old was murdered. Okay. And they were, they were very close. My mom had, uh, had her since she was five. So that was like, you know, his his sister. Right. And I guess he didn't know how to deal with it. So he went out and he smoked some marijuana. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, zoned out, like, you know, to the right. point where, you know, we could have almost lost him yesterday. Wow. So, so uh, you want me to pray for your uh, your brother, is that correct? Yes, and my mother. Right. Cause, you and know, mother. She, she's mother. raising him by herself. Right. And she, you know, she's sick, sickly right now. Okay. Um, Pastor Black, would you mind yeah. uh, praying for her brother, who uh, who almost who overdosed and, and almost lost him, and, and her mother who is sickly right now and is, and is raising this young man who is going through depression right now. Right. Uh, um, sister, um, I'm going to pray. When I'm my prayer is, I'm not going to pray that your brother stop smoking or taking drugs, what I'm going to pray is whatever it is that's causing him to mm-hmm. take drugs, we're going to pray for that. We're going to get to the root of that because that it's a root there. Um, the smoking and the drinking is just uh, coping skills. He's using these things to cope with what he's feeling on the inside. There is a hurt. There is something in there. So we're going to ask God to reveal that, and we're going to ask God for deliverance for your brother so we can come to the Lord. Um, and your mother as well. Amen? Amen. Father God, we honor you tonight. We bless you tonight for this woman of God who was who was transparent tonight to let us know what was going on in her family. Now, God, she didn't have to do that, but she was led to do that. So in the name of Jesus, we ask the minister and angel to go and get her brother. Even though her brother might be laying in the bed, even though he might not be he might be incoherent, but I ask you that the minister and angels will go to his bedside, and I ask you, Lord, that the power of deliverance will go inside of his heart. And, God, I ask God to remove the hurt, to remove the pain, Lord, whatever it is that he's experiencing. Remove the unforgiveness in the name of Jesus, God. Touch his heart right now, God. And bring him to you, Lord God, because he, you need him, Lord, in your army. So I ask you, Lord, that you will save his soul, Lord, that he will get among somebody that will minister the word to him and touch his mother in the name of Jesus. Strengthen her, Lord, as she tries Amen. to deal with this. Amen. Strengthen her. Strengthen her right now. Saving the Lord rebuke you. We come against your tricks. We come against your devices. We ask you to cover this family in your blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, woman of God, do you anoint your children and do you anoint your your, your family when they uh sleep? Excuse me. I said, when, when your family uh 
both sleep at night? Do you anoint them? Um, yeah, I do pray for them. You know, yes, um, I, do. I want you to uh, start anointing. Get an oil, even if they don't know you're doing it. Don't you? Don't even tell them you're doing it. Start mm-hmm. anointing it when you go to their home. Start anointing their bedroom doors. Mm-hmm. You know, every night, every night, with my children and my wife, when, when we go to sleep at night, I anoint every door in my house. Mm-hmm. And, and and I begin to pray for my children, and I begin to pray for my family. And you know, start not just praying for them. But the Bible says some things come through prayer and fasting. Turn down your plate. You know, you know uh, we talked about uh, forgiveness, and we talked about Jesus taking the first step. Yes, okay. and I... I that, yeah. Ooh. Woo! Start, 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 <laughs> that really... Start that, that was a good... That was a good start, word. <laughs> start getting in God's face. I'm not yeah. going to tell you to start shouting and do a whole bunch of jumping jacks. No, I'm going to tell you what God what God has given us to do. It's simple words. If you want to hear from heaven, give God something. Give him your sacrifice. And your sacrifice comes from, you know, getting in his face, humbling yourself, turning down your plate, fasting. And I guarantee you God is going to do something for your home. God is going to heal your mother. When you start... When you start getting in his word and seeking his face and you start rejecting your flesh, because guess what? When you turn down your flesh, when you turn down your plate and you begin to reject your flesh, everything comes under submission. Everything has to start lining up. God says what you say out of your mouth is going to come to pass when you start getting in his face. He said everything you speak out of your mouth is going to happen when you Start getting in his face and you start seeking him the way he requires from you. God is telling me you're a prayer warrior. You're a prayer warrior. And you used to pray. I mean, you, you, you're used to praying and seeing results, but you haven't been seeing results lately. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Now, yes. now here's what happens. When God gives us a certain level of anointing, the requirements for that anointing has to increase. When when you when 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 you start working in the anointing of God, He allows you to enter into a new level. But when you get to that new level, there has to be an elevation of your spiritual gifts and how to work those spiritual gifts. And this is how we do it. We seek God more now because we understand the anointing is heavier. There's an anointing on your life, and it's heavy, and it hasn't yet transferred. You know, I'm going to give you a great example. When, when, When David was getting anointed, all his brothers came out first. And God said, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. And then he went to David, and he poured the oil. But David didn't just stop it. He, once he got anointed, he had to understand how to activate the anointing. So the lion came. Then all the other tests came. The giant came. So right now, you're facing situations so that your faith can grow. And right now, 
This is another situation so that you can see what God has in store for your life. I'm telling you, turn down your plate and watch what God does in your life. Amen? Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right, we thank God for you. We thank. We really do thank you. Anything else you need? Anything else you have to say? Um, yeah, I want to pray for my home and, you know, my children, you know, right. who has a lot of a lot of anger in them uh-huh. because after the death of my daughter in 2013, they were, my other six children, they were placed in foster care for a year. Okay. And I right. got some back in 2015, a January. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's just. Um, do you have a church home? Yes, I do. All right. Um, do, do have, have I been there lately? No, yeah. but I did go to a neighborhood church around the corner. I haven't been to my church home in a while, but okay. I did go to a church around the corner on Sunday. Start getting your family in the church. Start getting your children in church. You know, a lot of times we, we say things like, you know, um, we won't let my child figure it out when she get older. No, no, train the child the way they, they should go. And mm-hmm. what happens is when you start getting your family in a Christian environment, they'll understand how to release the anger. See, right now, when the anger is boxed in, there's no outlet. There's no outlet for the anger. When you yeah. surround yourself with godly things and godly people, you begin to release the anger because you have a brother and a sister who's there to walk you through it. Run fast. Run fast as you can back to a Bible-believing church. Um, my church is always available. If, if you want to contact um you know, if you want to contact me, you want to contact my pastor, we will leave our information. Okay. But but get where your children can hear a word from the Lord. Even when it looks like they're not listening, they're listening. Because they hear everything you say at home. And another thing is, speak peace in your home. Don't allow them to see you easily frustrated. A kind word rejects wrath. Start speaking life over your children. You know, when when they start getting angry and frustrated, tell them, I love you. The Word of God says, I love you. And I'm going to talk to you as if I love you. You won't be disrespectful, but we're going to talk in love. And when you demand righteousness, when you demand love, it has to be reciprocated. Okay? Yeah. All right, so begin to get into a faith, Bible-believing church, and also start um, talking when you begin to get back in that church. Uh, find a pastor you can open. Find a pastor in a group that you can open yourself up to and you can begin to share the things that hurt you. Um, I believe that this, um, that the death of your daughter isn't just weighing, uh, weighing uh, you know, them down. It's weighing you down. And, you know, I, first of all, I want to thank God. See, uh, we have to do this in church. We have to thank God for the victory. You yes. lost your children, yes. and you got them back. 
Let me share something with you. Um, my wife and I, uh, we lost two children. My wife had two miscarriages back to back. And the doctor told my wife that she would never have children again. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, God blessed us with twins. Do you hear wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if God can reject the word of the doctor and he can give us back what we lost, he can do the same thing for you. And I believe right now that God is going to do that, but you got to seek him first, baby. You cannot say I love God and not be in a position to receive his word. You hear me? Yes. All right. Praise God. Praise God for you. And we're going to, what's your name again? Michelle. Michelle, we're going to continue to keep you in prayer, all right? All right. All right. And um, you can also get my Facebook information, which is, uh, um, my name is Arthur Burgess Third. I'm on Facebook and also on Instagram. Um, you can contact us. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll take prayer requests and, and we'll follow up with you. Um, okay. Um, Brother Rob, if you could give her, uh, the information and matter of fact, uh, Brother Rob, if you could give her the, uh, Purpose Kingdom information and you can inbox Purpose Kingdom and I'll, uh, and I'll gladly speak to you through that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Um, we'll, uh, you can uh, go on Facebook at, uh, Purpose Kingdom. You can also uh, contact. Well, I don't have a Facebook. I don't okay, well, do you have an Instagram? Do you have an Instagram or Twitter? No, I don't mess with no social media. Okay, um, so you can contact us, mm-hmm. all right? Um, through the you know through the phone number of two six seven. Yes. Eight eight six zero eight four nine, and you can leave a message, and. You know, uh, we you know we would be glad to uh, pray with you. Uh, also, uh, you know, we we you know we will correspond with you. You can leave okay. a voicemail or you know or a text message, and um, okay, someone will you know be in contact with you through that phone number. Um, just okay. let everybody know that um, right now um, we are going into the archives. Okay. Um, Minister Art, um, you know, at your discretion, uh, we do have one more phone caller. Sure, send them out. Pastor, you still with me? Pastor, come here, Doc. Doc, I'm here. Hi. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> okay, so we're going to bring right. that call on right now. Yes, sir. Hello? Caller, you're on Purpose Kingdom Network with Minister Art. the Lord. Praise the Lord, men of the Most High God. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry. I forgot I had my phone on mute. I just wanted to bless God for the word that you all brought forth um, this evening. But as I was listening to you minister to the young woman, and I was listening to her speak about the loss of her child, and we bless God that even though she had temporarily lost her children, he brought them back to her. And with everything that you listen to them talk about tonight with forgiveness, as you pray and labor for the Lord for your children and your family, and as you turn down your plate, I want you to forgive yourself. Uh Amen. 
because you're holding hurt. Right. I don't know how your daughter died, but it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're putting yourself down. You're going, I should have did this and I should have did that. And if I could have did, I would have did. It wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You're losing your children no matter what reasons they gave you. It wasn't your fault. And what I mean mm-hmm. when I say it wasn't your fault, it was nothing that you purposely sat down and did. It wasn't right. your fault. Right. But the Word of God says that God works all things for the good Amen. to those who are chosen and called by his name. And, sweetheart, you were chosen so that not only after you come up out of, but then you can turn around and pull some others up out of who are going through the same thing. Amen. And when I tell Amen. you that I know the pain you feel, because I buried my son, and I mm-hmm. went through that portion where you sit back and you go, oh, I should have made them do this, or I should have made them do that. When what it comes down to is we had to deal with the acceptance of what God chose to do. Yeah, I'm blessed because a year after my son died, all of his friends gave their lives to Christ. Wow. Wow. Six hours before he died, his last words to me were, Mom, I don't know what God has to do to me to save my friend, but I'm okay with him doing it. Wow. Those were the last words my son at the age of 19 spoke to me. I went years of I should have made him come home. I shouldn't have let him go. I should have, would have, could have. Until mm-hmm. one day I had to accept that it was in God taking him home that he reached all of his friends. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. that to say I know what God is doing. I'm saying that to say that I know God is doing something. Amen. Amen. Start with forgiving yourself, baby. Mm-hmm. As you're mm-hmm. laying before the Lord, forgive yourself. And I'm sorry Amen. for interrupting. No, man, you, you were right on time. You were right on Pastor, time. Pastor, minister, I bless God for both of you and the word that you brought forth tonight. I'm quickly going to get out of the way because my <laughs> grandchildren are starving. So <laughs> I'm going to put the ministry back in your hands. God bless. Um, no, we we are actually uh, we're in the archives and we're done for the night. And you know what, uh, Pastor Toya, you know, like I said, every every time I get on this thing, I thank God for you considering me. You had no idea who I was. You didn't know me from a can of paint. You gave me a call one day. We had a two minute conversation, and the next thing you know, we had a five minute conversation, and I was on a radio show. <laughs> so that's how God did it. I tell everyone. I didn't put Purpose Kingdom Network together. God did. I just simply said, if this is what you want me to do, you got to put the people together to do it because it's too big for me. And that's what he did. And just like he brought you and I together, that's sort of how he brought all of us together in one way or another. So (laughs) I just bless God. All right, thank God, and we're, we're going to end this tonight. Um, Brother Rob, thank you for everything. You're my wingman on this right now, and I appreciate you all right now. <laughs> Pastor Clark, thank you for everything, sir. No problem, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm all glad right. y'all have me. I want, y'all got to invite me back. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> going to get you back. 
<laughs> all right, y'all have a good night, all right? All right, God bless. All right, God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.